Welcome to the WMKT Week in Review. Welcome back to the WMKT Special Edition interview. Thanks for tuning back in. It has been a minute since we have released an episode here, but we have a great guest today. Former Ambassador Francis Rooney is joining us. He served as the ambassador to the Holy See, which is the Vatican, uh, under George Bush, who appointed him. Uh, he served uh, there from 2005 to 2008. And then he served as a Republican representative from Florida's 19th district from 2017 to 2021. So very active in politics recently. And he's very outspoken on the war in Ukraine and Russia's aggression. And he actually wanted to come on the show to talk about um, the war. And he uh, recently wrote an op-ed in The Hill uh, about the war. And so he wanted to discuss that as well. So we talked about all aspects of the war in Ukraine. It was a great conversation. So here's my conversation with Ambassador Rooney. Um, so this is kind of going to the start of uh, the war, and I would like to get into in a little bit uh, about your uh, article in The Hill more specifically. But, you know, there's some people that are speculating that uh, Vladimir Putin's health played a role in the uh, initial launching of the attack on Ukraine. Do you believe there's any validity uh, to that claim? Uh, no, I haven't heard anything that would substantiate that. I think that um, he's written so much for so many years about what he wanted to do. And he's taken a few incremental steps. And I think he just saw an opportunity right now uh, to, to move. Sure. You know, and that's great. Uh, the opportunity to move because you let off your op ed in the Hill stating that the war was entirely of Putin's making. Uh, we all saw what happened in Afghanistan when the troops are pulled out, whether people agreed with that move or not. It did not signify American strength. Do you believe that Afghanistan had anything to do with uh, Putin's decision making uh, leading up to the attack in Ukraine? Or do you b believe the war would have uh, started regardless of what happened in Afghanistan? Well, I suppose an argument could be made that pulling out of Afghanistan and the Trump uh, kind of uh, isolationist policies together might show Putin that we were going to be a little slow to react. But at the end of the day, I think this was a train train that was going down the tracks for a long time. Sure. So, you know, you mentioned that the U.S. handles how the U.S. handles Russia right now will play into how China is, you know, eyeing Taiwan. Um, so how do you see that correlation uh, working out uh, in the, you know, in the future? Well, I think showing China, the, the Western world, not just the United States, showing China that, that they can be united and confront an aggressor probably is something China might not have counted on. I'm not sure Putin counted on such a strong response. Sure. So you've, you've argued for isolating Russia, blocking the uh, Nord Stream 2 pipeline. The EU relied fairly heavily on Russian oil, and the U.S. did to a lesser extent. But you know, everyone's feeling the price of the pump. Uh, are the calls for American energy independence uh, valid in you know, our national security interest? Absolutely. We, we were virtually energy independent until the Biden administration decided to wage war on oil and gas. And when you throw in the petroleum, the, the production in Colombia, Mexico, and Argentina, the Western Hemisphere is extremely independent. And that's a very strong strategic platform for, for us. Absolutely. Um, you know, the United, you said uh, in your article, the United States can eliminate the ability for U.S.-based companies to do any business with Russia, stop all imports from Russia, and block completion of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Some of this is in the works right now. Our NATO allies need to join in. In your eyes, has the U.S. been a leader on in this conflict, or has the Biden administration been a follower of uh, Europe's lead? No, I think they started slow when he talked about this being a minor incursion, but by and large, they've ramped up, and we've kind of led Europe, and Europe's ramped up behind us 
to uh, pull companies out and, and try to contain them. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's got to be a very broad-based containment to have the kind of impact that it needs to have on, on Russian military and Russian people who may not want to go back to 1988 living conditions. Right. So you just mentioned that, you know, you need to have wide scale support in order for it to be effective. However, China and India have not spoken too harshly against Russia. If containment isolation is indeed the answer for the West and how to handle Russia, would it be that effective if those two large economies are able to uh, prop Russia up, in your opinion? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's only so much that India and China can do to support Russia, and they'll do it. It's kind of given, just like it was in the old days of the common turn, where the the countries aligned with the communists supported their economy and the countries aligned with Western democracy supported ours. Sure. You know, the the future of this conflict, are you what's your worry about it? Do you um, do you worry that like a lot of uh, news stories in American culture in the West, uh, we might grow apathetic or um, what's your you know opinion on that? Well, I think ultimately, the, uh, with what's going on in our economy, America might become a little distracted, worried about gasoline and inflation and their jobs and things like that. And at the end of the day, you do get this war fatigue. You get it every war. And, uh, that's why I think it's incumbent on us to try to push a little harder for negotiations between Russia and the Ukraine and maybe some of the large European powers and us alongside there and see if there's not some common ground that can be found. And, probably involves a realization that it's going to be awfully hard to kick Russia out of the eastern part of the Ukraine. Right. So that's a great lead to my next question. Where do you see the off-ramps being? You mentioned those negotiations. Is Ukraine going to have to sacrifice that eastern part of the country? Where do you? How do you see this ending? Well, th- that would be one way for Russia to have something out of this and, and be able to accept it, with Ukraine claiming that we stopped them and kept the rest of it. So that might be the most elegant solution that presents itself. Sure. So, so far, the U.S.'s intervention has not sent Putin off the edge. Are you worried that if more direct action were taken, Putin might be crazy enough to use uh, nuclear weapons, uh, actions being maybe uh, adding members into NATO or the Ukraine uh, into the uh, European Union? Well, it's always a possibility. The guys, uh, you never know what's going on 100 percent in his head. He's made some threats here lately, and now we seem to be talking about allowing the Ukraine into NATO I'm not sure I'd do that until these hostilities are all over with and settled and we, everybody's moved down the road, but that's just me. Sure. So two men from Alabama were believed to have been captured by Russian forces after fierce fighting near the border. Uh, State Department says it's aware um, that there's unconfirmed reports that the men have been captured. Family hasn't heard from them for several days. Um, assuming that they have unfortunately been captured, how would the U.S. handle a situation like that with you know United States citizens being captured by Russia? Um, they went against you know better advisement by the State Department. Um, so are they kind of on their own, or like what's uh, what's your insight? I would think, by and large, they'd be on their own. I don't know what they were doing over there. If they were some kind of uh, intelligence operation, they, they certainly don't look like it, given where they were and what they were doing. Sure. Um, on a personal note, um, as we're kind of reaching the end here, uh, you were recently honored by the King of Spain. Would you uh, like to tell us about that? Yeah, that was something that really was gratifying for me and my family, because we feel very close to Spain and spend a lot of time there and have activities there. And uh, we feel very strongly that Spain's an important ally of the United States. And uh, they've been there with us in all of our thick and thin wars and problems. We have a lot of military 
deployed in Rota and Marone and uh, Torrejon. So I think it was it's a great uh, country for the United States to rely on. So I appreciate the opportunity to to receive that. Of course, and congratulations. Uh, one final question, uh, again unrelated to Ukraine, but you served as ambassador to uh, the Holy See, which to our to our listeners, you know, means the Vatican. Uh, there have been rumors that Pope Francis is considering retirement. Do you have any insight that you'd be willing to share on that front? And if you think he may retire, what that extraordinary precedent means to the Catholic community? Well, we already have a precedent because of what Pope Benedict did, but uh, uh, you have a few things. You have one; he's pretty old and feeble. Uh, two, I don't think his health's been great lately. And three, he's going to call a conclave in August to make a whole lot of new cardinals, presumably the kind that would share his ideologies. So all those things would tend to say maybe there's something up. Sure. Well, Ambassador Rooney, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. 